You know, we are in the Deuteronomy series right now, but today we're going to take a break from the Deuteronomy series to do a Mother's Day sermon. <laughs> because, but, but, but I am still going to do a sermon related to the Deuteronomy series. You know, I, I think it has, there's been so many awesome sermons and messages that's come out of Joshua. You know, we started the year with Joshua, now Deuteronomy. But you know, all these great things that we have gleaned from started with a mother. Wow. What a thought. It started with a mother. Mothers, you might think you're laboring and doing a lot of mundane things that nobody knows. But you are actually sowing into a God purpose and destiny for our nation. Why do I say that? Let's turn to the Bible. Let's look at Exodus chapter 2. And let me read just one um, verse before uh, we go into chapter 2. It says, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Every boy that is born, you must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. Now a man of the house of Levi married to a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendant were walking along the river banks. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she said. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him. When the baby grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. Wow, what a mother. Her name is Jochebed. You find that in Exodus 6 and Numbers 26 where it mentions her name. You know, she is the mother of not only Moses, it says it's Moses here, but she's also the mother of Aaron, who is Moses' assistant and spokesperson and helper, you know, um, when, when he, 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 he did so many things. And she's also the mother of Miriam. Miriam also supported Moses' ministry as a worshipper and prophetess. Um, wow, you know... I, I am a mom and I would long for my children to be serving God together all the days of their life and just being in ministry together. And here we find this woman growing her kids so that they, when they grew up, they serve God together in such power. You know, from the fruits of her children, Moses, Aaron, Miriam, I believe Jochebed was a really godly and prayerful woman. How do I know that? You know, because she is really a woman of faith and she kept a close relationship with God. And that is why in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11 is the chapter 
on the heroes of faith in the Bible. And she is mentioned there in verse 23 of Hebrews 11. It says, by faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months. She is a woman of faith, godly and prayerful. You know, Exodus 2 is a time where they were surrounded by a lot of death. You know, really, because all the baby boys were literally thrown and drowned in um, the Nile River. Coincidentally, the last two years, we have been surrounded by a lot of death as well. I think almost all of us would have heard of someone that passed on or know someone, a relative maybe, even then a number of our church members that also got COVID and passed on. But this is Mother's Day, so I'm not here um, to talk about doom and gloom. But I, I do want to give you these statistics because COVID killed 35,000 people in Malaysia alone. 35,000 people. Wow, that's amazing. But worldwide, COVID killed 6.2 over million people. Million people. That's crazy. You know, really, and this is only COVID, it's not all the other deaths. But you know, really, so we are surrounded by death. But like I said, it's Mother's Day. We don't want to talk about the doom and gloom. But I need you to know this. In the very midst of everything that is happening today, mothers play a very critical and essential role. You know, you might think you're going crazy trying to cope with all these changes, you know. Wow, how do I keep my kids safe, family safe, you know, and now everything is open up. You also don't care, just go out only, you know, like, wow, stress. Two years, you know, I'm going crazy, you know, so, but you go out also like, I better not go out, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's so difficult to know what to do as mothers, you know, but what you do actually can translate into a God purpose that outlasts your lifetime. As you go through all this craziness, you think you're going crazy, but what you do can translate into a God purpose that outlasts your lifetime. That's what happened to Jochebed. That's what happened to Jochebed. She was trying to keep the newborn baby safe. You know, so what did she do? Um, um, after three months, she hit him. He hit him. And after three months, she couldn't hide him anymore. You know why? I personally think it's because, you know, when babies are born, they are born with this sweetest cry, you know, they come out, ah, you know, like, wow, music to our ears. But at about two to three months, oh my gosh, it's a journey of no return. The baby's cry breaks, right? And when they cry, they cry. If they're hungry, they want you to know that they're hungry, they want food and they want it now. No matter what you do, they're going to cry. And that's why I think after three months, Jokobet tried to stretch it as long as she can, but the baby's cry broke and she couldn't hide him anymore. So what did she do? She put him in the river. I don't know about you, but you know, sometimes mothers, not all the time, okay, I need to qualify this, husbands, not all the time. Sometimes mothers can do things that is contradicting. Sometimes only, okay? Because you see what happened. Here, Jokobet wants to keep baby safe. 
Where does she do? She puts him in a river. I mean, go to a secluded land that's not a river um, and hide him. Lah. Put your older daughter there to jaga the child. I think that's a whole lot safer. But what did Jochebed do? She put him in a river. And this river, you know, there's chance of drowning, you know, the basket can topple over, there's currents that, you know, even the uh, river is still, but there might be undercurrents. Maybe the basket can also leak, you know, water come in, the baby hole sink down and all that. But even if you don't have all these things, wow, the water is still and all that. There is, what, there is water creatures, crocodile. You know, the crocodile can get the baby. Um, I, I don't think this is the safest place, but do you know what? Mothers, sometimes we need to release our children into unlikely places in order for them to fulfill their prophetic destiny. Let me repeat that. Mothers, sometimes we need to release our children into unlikely places for them to fulfill their prophetic destiny. You know, so here you find Jochebed going through all these things. But you know, I really believe she came before God and she made this decision. You know, mothers can make this decision. After that, you ask them, right? Or, or more like we think back, we will think, why did we make that decision? We also don't know. got no explanation. One. But sometimes God prompts us. And so this is where Jochebed, I think if she thinks back, it's like, why did I put... Moses in a river. Um, but she placed him there, and what happened? It was discovered by Pharaoh's daughter. Mothers, sometimes we need to release our children to the most unlikely people in order for them to shift the course of a nation. I want to repeat that once again. Mothers, sometimes we need to release our children to unlikely people for them to shift the destiny of this nation. Do you know, recently, um, just this year, my daughter went into secondary school. So when my husband and I had to make this decision for, them, uh, for her to go into um, secondary school, it's not easy because we really wanted to set my children um, to have a bright future. We want to set them up so that they have a bright future. And we considered what are different options and within our means and what we can afford, you know, we want to give them the best so that their future is, they have their future set for them. But we decided to pray. So my husband and I just went into prayer and really committed this whole decision to God. When we, went in, when we prayed about it, you know, God reminded us of our love for this land, this nation. And He told us if we love this land and this nation, we need to love the good, the bad, the beautiful, the ugly, everything in this land. And so we prayed about it. We, we, we committed that. Love everything. Ah. God said, yes, including the education system. Oh. <laughs> so we actually decided to send our daughter to a Kabangsaan school. It wasn't an easy decision for us because we had the means to consider more options. But we felt that is where God was leading us, for us to sow into them a greater interaction with the system of this land and 
to interact with the different races. Not only that, to learn Bahasa Malaysia, the language of our land. I am not advocating this is the word of God. You need to send all your kids to Kabangsaan school now. Absolutely not, okay? I'm just telling you something that God worked through with us. But I do feel as I was preparing this that God has placed in my heart that I do need to speak to some parents that is here. You did send your kids to Kabangsaan school and you felt you didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice. That's all you can do and that's where they are. And you have always felt like you didn't give your child enough, but I feel God wanting you to know if that is you, that there is a God purpose in your child being in Kabangsaan school. But if your child is, you know, uh, but you know, not only that, but so into them, this privilege to interact with uh, friends of all races, excite them to learn Bahasa Malaysia, really excite them to learn Bahasa Malaysia, stop looking at what others have and see God's purpose in this. But if your child is international school, private school, you know, um, homeschooling or whatever, um, it doesn't mean, ah, yeah, you got no part in this. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. If God has convicted you to place your child in an international, private or whatever, um, um, homeschooling or whatever it is, know that God has a purpose for your child as well. They are part of what God is doing in this nation as well. We are in it together. Let's build our next generation to look at building this nation so that, you know, there is hope for Malaysia. There is hope for this land. You know, when Jochebed released um, Moses, you know what happened to her? the child? He came back to her. Pharaoh's daughter asked her to nurse this baby. To nurse the baby, basically breastfeed the baby, right? So we don't know how old he was um, when he finally came to live in Pharaoh's palace. But what we do know is um, Pharaoh's daughter paid Jochebed to nurse the baby. Um, I did a bit of research and they say babies normally wean at that time, in, in those um, time um, mentioned in the Bible, it, it, they wean the baby at about four to six years old. So did Moses stay a little bit longer after four, six years old? We don't know. But in verse 10, we see that it, it says when Moses, the, when the child grew older, the word child there in Hebrew is yelled. And Yelet means a child, not a youth, not a teenager, not a young adult. It's a child, a boy. And so he was a child, but he grew older. How much older? We don't know. Not a teenager yet, but a child. And Jok so Jokobet only had him in the early years of his life. You know, I went for a counselling seminar many years ago, and in one of the sessions, it was so interesting because the speaker said, 90% of who we are is formed in the first 10 years of our life. Wow. And then the speaker said, we spend the rest of our lives trying to undo that 90%. Um, it was very interesting, so interesting, because it means all of us sitting here, who we are was formed in the first 10 years of our lives. 
It doesn't matter how old you are. And I'm not talking about the knowledge you have or the skill that you have acquired. I'm talking about who you are, how you respond to things, the values that you hold, the, the, the belief system that you have, the responses that you, you have, the instant reactions or just chill or whatever. Who we are is formed in the early years of our life. And that's why parents, if you have children 10 years and below, these are very critical years of their life. Don't just go through the motions. Ah, yeah, they don't know what I'm talking about. Sometimes it's very hard to talk to them. They also don't understand. Don't miss it. You need to sow into them intentionally. It is a very important season of their life. But if your child is older than 10 years old, no more hope. I'm so sorry to tell you that's, what, that's it. You're doomed for life. No, I'm kidding, okay, I'm kidding. I got your attention there, right? Some of your street will look up, what's your lot? Um, <laughs> you know, the best time to plant a tree is 30 years ago, but the next best time is right now. <laughs> you might have missed your time with your child, and they have gone way past 10 years old. But do you know God wants to redeem the years the locusts have eaten. You know, I just feel this is a season that God wants to restore and bring families together. Families need to be strong. God wants to work through the families. I think this whole COVID, this whole lockdown is because families are too disintegrated, too dysfunctional. God wanted to pull it together. They said we suddenly got all locked in, the same house, cannot get out, all together. And we were, had to brave it through. Some got worse, some got better, you know. I hope you are the family that got better. But if you're not, God is saying that He will redeem the years the locusts have eaten. And if you are a child here, and I'm not talking about a young child, I'm talking about all these old children, and you have a fractured relationship with your parents, I feel God is also telling you, restore reconcile it's mother's day give your parents a call it's time to redeem the years the locusts have eaten can i just pray for this category of people just for a while i just feel god's presence is here and if you could just bow your heads with me holy spirit heavenly father lord you see every family with fractures fractured relationships whether it's parents to children or children to parents Lord, you see the pain that is in the hearts of the parents. But Lord, you see the pain that is in the hearts of the children as well. And Lord, I pray right now that you, you bring reconciliation. Lord, redeem the years the locusts have eaten. Restore it to our families right now in Jesus' name. And we lift it into your mighty hands. Restore it. We claim it in Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Coming back to Moses. Though Jochebed only sowed into the early years of Moses' life, it was enough to carry him to the rest, to the end of his life. You know, that is why in Proverbs 22 verse 6, 
there is this amazing verse that says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. It will not leave him. It will not be lost. You know, and this is following Jochebed's um, example. You know, what did Jochebed do? I believe looking at the fruits of what she did, Jochebed trained her child in two things. Two things. She trained her child to love God. You can see how Moses had such an intimate relationship with God throughout his leadership. Such an intimate relationship. Second thing, she trained her child to love people. You see how Moses, as he saw the Israelites fought, you know, he, he, he had the heart for his people. And so, these are the two things I want to share with you about today. First, train your child to love Jesus. A few weeks ago, Pastor Jeffrey and Pastor Wayam spoke on Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6. And they mentioned the Shema. You know, the Shema is possibly the most important prayer in the Jew, for the Jewish people. It is one of the earliest prayers any Jewish child would learn. And they recite it twice a day, once in the morning, once before they go to sleep. And in the Shema, it tells us to love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And um, it also says, it also says in Deuteronomy 6, verse 7 to 9, let's read this passage together because I think it's so important. Let's read it together. Ready? One, two, three. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as a symbol on your hand and bind them on your forehead. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. How do we train our children to love God? Talk about it. When you sit, when you lie down, when you walk, when you get up, tie them as a symbol, bind them, write them on the door frames and gate. Really, you know, it's Jesus needs to be a part of everything that happens in your home. Um, and so, moms and dads, you need to talk about God like He is alive in your life. Not just when you pray for food or when you pray before you go to bed. You need to talk about God. They not need, they don't, children don't need you to just tell them about God because they're not convinced. More is caught than taught. You tell them, but you never do. You know, they never see it. Maybe you do, but they never see it. They need to hear you getting excited about God, getting passionate about God. And they, they need to really see that you are living it. And so let them see how God, the love of God is alive through the way you live. So talk about it all the time, as this verse tells us. But the second thing, how can we... Um, how can we train our child to love God? Second thing, bring them back to church. You know, the last two years, what is done to the, an entire generation of children is it has robbed our children from the experience of church. Some of our kids have never even been to church because when they, you know, pre-pandemic, they were not very old or they were just born over the last few, two years. You know, they lost the understanding of what church is. Just watching church online doesn't do it for children. 
they won't catch it that this is something that wow with believers coming into an atmosphere children need to experience that you know they need to experience the holy spirit together together do you know the enemy the devil wants an entire generation of children to never ever engage their faith better still if they never come back to church not only that you know for children to never experience jesus because you know why in children church right children actually wow experience the heroes of faith you know david goliath you can read bible story to them at night and i really want to commend parents who read bible stories to them but it's nothing like they going to children church and wow god goliath actually some fellow acting like right the goliath is there the david wow it is an experience that they have and children need that they children you know children can never take hold of they can never take hold of what they have never experienced if they've never experienced Jesus and people they cannot take hold of it when they grow old you know i just i, I just want to ask us right now just if you can show me your hand how many of you received Jesus or accepted Christ when you were a child or youth how many of you child or youth wow that's quite a sea of hands that raised up do you know you didn't do it in the quietness of your home <laughs> you know most of us maybe some of you did like encounter god when you were a child but most of us we received jesus at that young age but we did not receive it in the quietness of our home bring them back to church we spend so much time sending our children to well, all these you know um educational endeavors piano class la tuition la this tuition that tuition english class french class all sorts of classes badminton swimming and all that don't get me wrong i also send my class kids to all that but we don't do enough of spiritual enrichment your kids going to church is not a question for discussion you don't ask your kid Oh my dear son today you woke up do you feel like going to school no we don't ask them do you feel like going to school we send them to school you like it you don't like it you send them to school why because it's essential for their learning coming to church is essential for your child's faith church is a non-negotiable for their spirit man you know um our children need to experience jesus in this season for themselves do you know you can tell you can train a child up in the way should go and that's all we can do as parents we train them in the child in the way they should go we train them to love god and we train them and we dedicate them to god and not only that we want the best for them but they need to make a decision for themselves if this faith is for them or not they will come to a point in their life they will make that decision like it or not you can fill up the form that they are christians you can tell them what to do you can force them to come to church even but it will come to a point in their life they need to make this decision for themselves and parents if you are not the example to them if even for you coming to church uh, you are like Ayo, should we go to church? Ah, ayo, it's been two years lah. So hard lah. So so comfortable lah. No need to change, you know. Wear sleeping clothes. You can watch TV and all that. Ah, you know, the kids are listening. More is caught than taught. 
they see that you also so reluctant to go to church, they will not be convinced that church is something they need to have in their life. They cannot hold on to what they have not experienced. When they grow up, their faith is something they have not experienced. Coming to church is critical for the child's spirit. Man, their faith grows. Amen. Amen. Wow. But don't just send them to church. Let's take another step further, okay? Get them to serve. (laughs) Teach them right at an early age that they can serve Jesus. Um, Oh, I forgot to say, our child dedication is happening soon. You've got to dedicate your child to God. Yeah? Um, Unfortunately, after like yesterday, our May slot is full. (laughs) Quickly get your kids. We have three child dedication this year. Um, And so sign up your child for this child dedication. There's two more slots in July and October. We will try to fit in more if you can. You know, it was so good yesterday. There was someone that has cancer that said, I want to dedicate my child. And so we're going to do a home call for her to dedicate her child, especially for her in her home. And so, you know, dedicate your child to God. This is, this is what parents can do. They have to make that decision for themselves, but let's dedicate them. Lah, huh? um, so go for this. Commit your child to God. But as I was saying, don't just, we can commit, but get them to serve at an early age. Teach them that, you know, in the early days of SIBKL, we have always believed youths serve youth. Because at the young age, they can sow into God's kingdom. You know, in, in my family, I also try uh, to train my kids to serve. So, you know, before pandemic, my daughter would serve Ling Zone. She was about eight, nine years old at that time. Um, with my son, my son was about six, seven even. Oh no, seven, eight as well. Um, she, they would go into Ling Zone and help. You know, they have food at that time, pre-pandemic, serve the food, help with the actions and all that. Right now, both my kids are also serving in Kid Zone. My son is only 10 years old, but he's serving his peers. You don't need to wait for your kids to grow up for them to serve. And my daughter was just graduated from um, Kid Zone. It has also gone back to serve Kid Zone. You know, they do the actions, they welcome, you know, they were the mascots when we first started physical um, at Easter. Um, and so they serve and they have such a good time. Get your kids to serve. But my daughter, when she's not serving, she still has to come to church because serving is not an excuse for our child to not come to church. Don't use that excuse. Train them well when they are young. Serving is not an excuse for you to escape church because church is essential for their spirit men for their faith growth. I need to move on. So get your kids involved. Children ministry is doing a servolution. Come on, get your kids involved. I know Pastor Jeremy will have, you know, um, overloaded with uh, so many applications, but if you are an adult as well, and you have a heart for the next generation, you want to train a child in the way they should go, you want to sow into the next generation so that the enemy cannot rob them, sign up. Join us in the children ministry and sow into the next generation. Oh, come on. I need to move on. Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, it will not depart from them. Train them to love God. The second thing is train them to love people. 
You know, this is basically the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. It's no rocket science. It's a simple sermon. It's a simple foundation that we have. But do you know, on these two hangs all the law and the prophets. It's a big deal if they're able to do this. And so train your child to love God. The second thing is train your child to love people. I'm coming to an end. And yeah, um, train your child to love people. Moses loved his people. Um, so much so that when he saw his people, his own people being beaten, he defended them. Um, not only that, you see, he went to Pharaoh to ask Pharaoh to let his people go. And not only that, he, he also led the Israelites through the wilderness for 40 days. Yes, it was the journey to the promised land, but again and again, he petitioned for his people. When we train a child up to love people, you know, we, we need to train our child up to love people. Why? Because we live in a narcissistic world. And in this narcissistic world, it's all about what is in it for me. Why do I want to do that? What is in it for me? No. We will end up having a lot of bitter and angry people when we just allow them to question what is in it for me they will end up being very miserable because things will never go your way. Things will never be just for you. We all know that in life. You know, last week, Pastor Tabby shared an amazing sermon on a kingdom community. And she said how we, we need to demonstrate our love to each other. Can I say we need to demonstrate our love our children, to our children, to teach them how to demonstrate our love to each other. In 1 John 4, it says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God because God is love. When we love people, we will know God because God is love. Parents, do you know the best way you can train your child to love people? Is you love people. Your child needs to see how you love people. Very hard. They can't do what they have not seen. They can't experience or they can't hold on to what they have never encountered. They see their parents never loving people. Very hard. Your child needs to see you live your life in a way that loves people. Do you know the way that you live your life is the most empowering thing for your child? Most empowering thing. As parents, as adults, trust me, if you don't have kids, the children are looking at you too as adults. I'm coming to an end. I'm really going to end now. Um, you know, when Jochebed trained Moses up in the way he should go, when he was old, it did not depart from him. But you know, it did not depart from him. He held on right to the end. But you know what happened? He did commit murder somewhere along the way. Not only did he commit murder, he ran away from that. And then, uh, not only murder, then uh, when God called him uh, to go before Pharaoh, wow, he gave all the excuses in the world why he cannot. Not only that, uh, when God entrusted him the Ten Commandments of the tablet, or the Ten Commandments, man, what other bigger thing can we have? Ten Commandments. What did he do? 
before he can even show it to his people, he throw it and pecah. Oh my gosh, he lived far from a perfect life. When we commit our child, when we train our child up in the way of God, we hope they quite quite do everything, listen to us, wah, serve God and do all that. It doesn't happen that way. They will be far from perfect kids. You know, I, I release my son out to serve in kids zone. Sometimes give Pastor Jeremy more headache than give him help because 10 years old are boy, right? Wow, cannot stay still. And, um, but we still got to do what we got to do. We've got to trust God. Release your children in unlikely places to unlikely people and trust that God will do that work. Quite a few years ago, we were hanging out with Pastor Lee Chiu. Some of us girls were hanging out with Pastor Lee Chiu. And really like, it, what she said really deposited into my heart. She said, no matter how far someone can go from God, so long as we sow God into that person, especially if they are young, they will eventually come back to God. Thank you, Jesus. I feel I've said a lot of things today and there is really a lot that needs to sink in. And so I, I want to pray for some people as I close. But before I do that, I want to invite you to just worship just wherever you are seated. You don't need to stand. Can we just come before God in worship and allow the presence, the gentle presence of God to just envelop us and take hold of us? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus, not for a minute have you ever forsaken us. You are in this place. You are fighting for the families in this place. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. We need you in our families. We need you in our homes. Lord, you, we need you in the parts of our lives. It could be in our childhood, it could be our teenagers, it could be our young adulthood, it could be when we first got married, when we have young parents, when we have teenage parents, we have adult parents, even as grandparents right now. Lord, we need you in our homes. We need you in this place. Right here in this season of what we're going through. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, I want to just feel I need to give this call. If you have not received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and as the sermon was going on, and you'd feel your family, you know, you don't know Jesus, but your family is going through so much, you need a Savior. There is a Savior today who's going to fight for your family. But you need to receive Him as Lord and Saviour of your life so that He can take hold of your family. It will shift. He can turn it all around. But you need to receive Him as your Lord and Saviour. You have never, you're not a Christian. You've never received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Today, come to this Saviour, He is your Heavenly Father. I just feel right now, I want to invite you to just put up your hands. You don't need to come forward, but later when we pray for everyone, 
I will invite you to come forward. But right now, all eyes closed, all heads bowed, because we don't want to embarrass anyone. I want you to just lift up your hands and have a... Just, I want to see you. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Saviour right now, could you lift up your hands to say, yes, I need a Saviour for my family. I need Jesus. I can't do it myself. I need God. Can I just have you lift up your hands right now? No one looking around. If I can also ask no one to be walking around because we want to honour this person's life. Can you just lift up your hands? High enough so that I can see you and you can put it down once I acknowledge you. Yes, there's one person here. Thank you for lifting up your hands. No one looking around. No one looking around. Thank you. I see that hand. Yes. Anyone else? I see another hand. Thank you for lifting up your hand. Thank you. You know, God is with you. I see you. Yes, thank you. Anyone? Let's not rush this. We have been, you know, we, we, let's spend some time here. This is God's house. Let's honour God. Anyone else? Those that have lifted your hands and those that have not and you're still wrestling in your heart right now because to become a Christian is not an easy decision. I know that. When Later, when we have everyone come forward, can I invite you to come forward? You don't have to come forward now. I don't want to embarrass you. I know it's hard. Wow, there's so many people to just walk forward. But come forward and the person that prays for you, can you uh, tell the person, I have just received Jesus. Um, please guide me through a prayer. That, that person will just guide you through a prayer. But right now, um, can I get all the mothers to stand up? I just want to pray for all the mothers. I know Pastor Lee Chu, the, the, the mother of the house, prayed for all of you. But can you allow me to pray for you? Because I feel God has called us all as mothers for such a time as this. We have a critical and essential role to play in this season of all that is happening in the world. But I only cook all for my kids. Yes, just cooking for your kids, just doing what you do. Some of you might be away from your family because you have to work. Everything that you do. God is calling mothers for such a time as this. Can I just pray for you? Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father. Yes, Lord Jesus, let your anointing rest upon every mother that is here right now to let them know they have a critical and essential role. Even it's just cooking, doing, um, chauffeuring their kids up and down that everything they do will translate and can translate to a purpose that outlasts their lifetime, to a kingdom purpose. When they sow into their children, their kids can shift the course of this nation. Lord, give them that purpose today that everything they put their hands to is not just mere mundane, day-to-day -day things, but they are sowing into a great purpose for their children and their future. So Lord, I pray that Lord, you see the heart of every mother in this place right now. It goes deep. It's so deep, Lord Jesus. You see the desires of a mother's heart, a grandmother's heart, 
Lord Jesus, you see their love for their next generation, their children, their children's children. Lord, you see them, Lord Jesus. And right now, I pray that you will just give them purpose right now. Give them purpose right now. Let your anointing fall upon them right now. Open their eyes to see how they're sowing into a kingdom purpose that will last for generations. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can I get all of you to stand? Let's all stand. We want to end. We want to end. I want to invite Pastor Chu to come up as well because he also wants to release something to, to, to uh, the congregation today. But as we stand, I want to pray for this last group of people. I want to invite you forward. All those that raised up your hands just now, I want to invite you forward as well. Shortly, tell the person in front that you have raised your hand just now. Please pray for me. But right now, I do want to pray for families, for you to come forward together because I just feel this is a season that God wants to restore family. God wants to build families strong. And so, if you have a prayer need, if there's any area in your family, I want to invite you forward shortly, but I want to pass to Pastor Chiu before you come forward. We want to pray for families, especially as I was sitting there, the Lord spoke to me, two categories of special people. You know, what, what, before I say that, what, what, one of my favourite songs uh, is uh, A Moment in Time, sung by Dana Winter, Dana Winter. Winnie Houston. Uh, uh, Houston, that's right. Winter Sonata? No, Winnie Houston. It's a beautiful song, right? It just tells that one single moment in time, destiny can be changed. I just sense in my spirit that today is one of those moments on yeah. this Mother's Day for two categories of people, the first category of people is you are a mother and you are very concerned for one member of your family. Could it be your husband or it could be your son or it could be your daughter. You know, many years ago, I think it was probably during a Mother's Day, we had a mother and a father come to me and said to me, Pastor, pray for my son. He was very active in the secondary school, but he, when you went to college, he just went away. And today, he has never come back to church because of bad company. We prayed, we prayed, and we prayed because I could see the concern of the mother. The son has gone wayward. And do you know that many years later, when the son went to college, went to university overseas, something happened. And today, the son is back in Malaysia serving God, you know, serving God. So listen to me very carefully. I don't know whether there are people here of that nature, your children, in a way, could may not be here overseas, have gone away today, the moment of destiny, because you prayed on this 2022 Mother's Day, I want to believe that your prayer will not only bounce the ceiling and come back, but will reach the throne room of God. You come. Second category of people is very interesting. The Lord spoke to me. There are husbands here alone without your wife. Somewhere or another She has gone away But you come Today is restoration day Because you came Humble yourself before God One day I want to believe That your entire family Will worship the Lord 
may not be this church, but you will experience the joy of the whole family worshipping the Lord. Now, you could be also be a mother alone, without the husband, understand? But I want to believe that one day, the entire family, don't you want that? We worship the Lord. So we're going to open the altar. You can take away the chairs if you want. I believe there will be a lot of people those of you with concerns or a member of the family, one way or another, and the other in which you are concerned for your wife or your husband to worship together. It is, let's sing the song again. The altar is open. A moment in time, the Lord will answer your prayer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The altar is open. Give us permission to pray for you. Will you do that? Just believe the Lord, understand? Just believe the Lord. The altar is open. Amen. You just come forward as we sing once again. Thank you, Jesus. God is in the house, understand? No hide through you, nothing at all. Just trust and faith and believe in a good God. Those of you in the balcony as well, you're going to come down, please come down. All right, and allow us to stand in the gap on your behalf. There'll be pastors and leaders here. And I want to believe that this Mother's Day 2022 will be a defining moment for your life, for your family, for your children, for your spouse. Hallelujah. Amen. Do that. Oh, Ramanda, Hallelujah, Lord. As the music plays, I'm going to ask Pastor Lindy to close us in prayer so that those of you can go, you can go, so that you give the benediction. But ministry will continue to the front, understand? All right? So please, if you have to go, go quietly. Pastor Lindy will now give you the benediction. But if you feel led to come forward, for prayer please do so alright and give us permission to bless you so Pastor Lindy will close us in prayer Amen I just want to tell all those that are online that's why you're tuning online and you have a prayer need go to into our online altar call there are leaders that is there that is ready to pray for you as well so do come before God in prayer let me just close us right now Holy Spirit Heavenly Father the Lord is in this place. Truly, Lord Jesus, you are here fighting for these families. Lord, we want to thank you that this Mother's Day is that one moment in time that, Lord Jesus, you are teaching us to partner with you to be a mother for such a time as this. Lord, come, Lord Jesus, and fill every family that's here. Thank you for this Mother's Day service. Thank you for bringing us back home to the house of God, even during Mother's Day. And Lord, I pray your blessing over every family that's here. Oh Lord Jesus, let them carry forth your presence into their families, into their extended families, into everything that they put their hands to. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen. You know, may the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May His radiant face shine upon you and grant you shalom. God bless you. Have a great Mother's Day. Ministry is still happening in front. So I want to invite all those. If you want prayer, you come forward. You know, just come forward and we still have leaders that are here that will pray for you. You know, don't go away. 
missing this moment in time. God bless you. Have a great weekend ahead. Have a great Mother's Day. Thank you.